Welcome to The Art of Medicine, the program that explores the arts, business, and clinical aspects of the practice of medicine. I'm Dr. Andrew Wilner, and my guest today is Kyla Plaxton. Welcome, Kyla. Hello, Dr. Wilner. Thank you. Well, one of the reasons I do this program is I really enjoy interviewing people who know a lot more about something than I do. And in this case, you know about acupuncture, correction, acupressure, right? Acupressure. That's right. And acupressure a is a common uh, mistake. Right, a common mistake and something I know almost nothing about. So I brought you on the program so you can educate me and educate the uh, listeners about what is acupressure, how is it different than acupuncture, and how did you get involved? Why don't we start with that? Tell me a little bit about you know, who you are and how you uh, learned about this. Yeah, thank you so much. So I've been doing acupressure for just over 20 years now, and I found it at a very young age in my late teens. Um, I came from a pretty tumultuous childhood and I kind of ran away from home to the very west side of Vancouver Island. That's where I'm, I live and where I'm from, Vancouver Island, BC. And I became this kind of bomb surfer and I, I admit alcoholic in the party life, lifestyle there. And I was invited by a, a girl that I had met to do these other workshops at, outside of you know, my life. And I was like, you know, my life really isn't going anywhere right now I'm making a bunch of money and I'm not going to school or doing anything productive. So I said yes, mostly out of lack of purpose and, and boredom. I had a one day long workshop and then I did a five day intensive and that five day intensive changed my life. I started to have these walls open up um, Physiologically, I could feel it and um, starting to heal emotional trauma that I had stored inside of my body. I had a real visceral experience of it actually leaving my body and enjoying life uh, much more. One main thing was I, I actually hated my mother and I wouldn't, nothing about it. That's how life was going to go. I was going to hate my mother my whole life. And in this release, I started to have compassion for my mother for the very first time since I could remember. And I felt love again. And uh, my heart. And this was because of a, an acupressure five-day intensive workshop. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. I'm surprised that's not more popular. <laughs> totally. You know, there's a group of people who tried to bring it here in the 70s and 80s and, and really make it well known. But now they're getting older, you know, and it's up to our, our younger generations to keep it alive. So that's what I, why I'm here. So what is it? What is acupressure? Well, acupressure is a lot like acupuncture if, if um, you're listening and you're more aware of that, but they both run on meridians, energetic meridians that run inside the body. They're called organ meridians. And you can access these flows, these energetic that electric flows inside the body through either needles or pressure points, or you can um, palpate the meridians and also access, access it that way. So I was trained with acupressure and I used my fingers to access the vortexes that directly impact and help control and flow the meridians inside the body. Now I've seen uh, very detailed maps uh, for acupuncture. Hmm. Um, 
are the points the same or is it a different set of points? No, they're exactly the same. So it's more the modality. And, uh, and of course, pressure to me sounds a lot more gentle than puncture. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> totally. You know, what's really interesting is that acu the pressure points in acupuncture and acupr acupressure was originally created before or founded before acupuncture over 4,000 years ago. And then it was deemed lower class to be touching each other in China. Mm. And that's when the needle started to come in for the upper class where you could actually access the, all the meridians, um, just through the wrists and the ankles. And you'll still see that a lot with community acupuncture and stuff like that. But then acupressure was kind of like, you know, pushed aside and was for the peasants. It was kind of manual labor sort of thing. And well, and they, I think uh, even in traditional medicine, uh, there were, uh, I mean, it wasn't so long ago when doctors were kind of reluctant to, to touch the patient you know, it wasn't considered proper, you know, even delivering a baby, you know, the woman would be fully closed and the doctor would grab the baby, but, you know, look the other way to protect everybody's uh, uh, dignity. So I can see how having some sort of distance with the needle is, might've uh, kind of addressed that, uh, you know, hands-on. Although I think we've learned that hands-on really has a lot of value. And in fact, when telemedicine first uh, came out, I wrote an essay that I thought was a very bad idea because uh, although it might be convenient, it created a separation, right, between the physician and the, the patient. Uh, over the years, I've uh, come to accept it a little better, but acknowledging that that remains a big limitation. You know, you can do a lot over Zoom, <laughs> but Zoom does have its limitations. And, you know, the laying on of hands, which it sounds like acupressure really, really is, right? I mean, you're touching the patient fairly continuously, right? For totally. How yeah. long does a session last? I mean, sometimes I, I just can just do a neck and shoulder release. I would do that often in public or trade shows, and that'd be about 10, 15 minutes. Um, but full session, I say minimum an, an hour, 90 minutes is pretty ideal. And, you know, depending sometimes if we're dealing with trauma and stuff like that, it can, it's kind of a timeless space of somebody processing and allowing those motions to flow. So you can't really put that inside of a box. So I like to give lots of time for that. Well, I have a lot of questions. So I guess my, my first question is, well, who or what illness is a candidate? In other words, how do I know I should get acupressure? I say um, acupressure is great for any body pain and mental health issues, but I wouldn't say for long-term or chronic ailments, um, or it's going to take a lot more time with a lot more support, but things like um, insomnia, headaches, um, period cramps. I'm very passionate about the reproductive system with, with women. Um, was a nausea. Um, I had a one girlfriend who was suffering with vertigo and she was in the midst of her suffering. She remember, oh, Kyla has a YouTube channel and she found a vertigo um, acupressure video and she did that and her vertigo had gone away. So, you know, I think as much as we can do for our self-care and then 
leave the really intense stuff for the, the doctors and the, the is important. Well, let me mention, uh, you, you mentioned your, your website. I checked out your website and I think there are 70 plus uh, videos sort of displaying how acupressure is used for, you know, different uh, ailments and different positions. And they're quite, you know, uh, I saw you had a model or a victim there, you know, who's cooperating and letting you do the demonstration. I thought that was great. It's probably worth uh, for those who are interested uh, to check out the, uh, what's your website again, please? Um, it's kylaplaxton.com. And what you're referring to is uh, my YouTube channel, which that's the basis of it, but then they're, they're also on the website. That's great. So um, do you talk during a session? I talk in a bit of a, a hypnotic way. So I really want to have an, a client get out of their head and into their body. And once I kind of know they're in that state, I can kind of ask questions like while they're in a dream state where they can answer from their subconscious and not their cognitive ego mind. So it's a fairly, I'm imagining a quiet room with some uh, music and some incense and, uh, you know, very simple and just a cot, you know, where the patient is and uh, dim lights and kind of get into the zone and a lot of relaxation sounds like a big part of acupressure. Yeah, similar. I try not to do incense and music. That's not something that they can hold on to. Lots of times just silent. I use a massage table and they lay face up so I can access the pressure points in their body easily. It's not like forced pressure like massage. And it's surprising how busy, um, like I've done this in busy trade shows um, and how much they just zone out because the acupressure points just in themselves can really have somebody come right into themselves and, and really get them out of that busy, busy mindset. So it's really great in combination with say your yoga practice or before or after your massage, um, before bed, like just having a morning or a bedtime routine just to get really grounded and centered. Um, you mentioned uh, women and reproduction and uh, what about men? Does this work for men too? It does work for men. I've shifted my focus to women only, not because I'm against men. I, I think men are amazing. I'm the oldest of four girls. There was no boys growing up. And I just understand women much better than I understand men. Um, when I had my son, it was, you would, I was silly how much I, I, I didn't know how to throw a boy birthday party. And I really had to research <laughs> that. So I mostly focused on, on the women and I'm really teaching women how to apply the acupressure points for themselves and be autonomous in their own self-care and, and self-healing abilities. So a lot of the stuff I'm, I'm promoting is how can you apply it to yourself and, and still have the same results. So you don't actually need to come to me to do this, this kind of work. Um, if you get really stuck, then I think it is, but I think people rush to get um, help before they've kind of done mostly what they could on their own, which kind of leads me to another piece around where we're at with this pandemic and how a lot of resources are, you know, over capacity right now. So, um, so needing that self-care piece or that self having those tools at your fingertips is just so important right now. Well, I didn't realize that. I, I think, well, I guess you could do acupuncture on yourself, but 
some places are hard to reach, but th this sounds a little more practical. And, um, you know, I guess you have to be disciplined. Well, suppose there's somebody listening and they're just enthralled with this idea and I want to be an acupressurist, you know, and I want to make this my, my business because this is your business, right? This is your main source of income, if I'm not mistaken. Is that it right? Is, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to be a professional, right? That's how you define a professional. That's what they, they do for a living usually. Yes. So what do I do? Where do I learn this stuff? Um, a lot of the acupressure colleges have been shut down, actually, and they can because of COVID. No, because the industry has is falling. It's it's not being held up by the the support systems that it needs. The regulate the regulatory body that was in BC was disbanded almost ten years ago. Um, the acupressure college here in Victoria, BC, um, closed also not around the same time. And it's a little bit like, um, like anybody can create a certification program because it's not highly regulated, which has pros and cons to it. But most people who do pay to go, like I don't have any problem. I am certified, but I don't have any problem getting clients because it's not covered by medical or because I didn't go to the fancy schmancy school for it. I, I, I through word of mouth, I'm constantly getting requests to work on people. And I've had to say like, I can't, I don't have that capacity. So it is my goal right now to train other people because it's needed and I can't do it all myself. You know, I was, I'm a neurologist and uh, one of the headaches are a big part of neurology. You know, there's migraine headaches and a million other kinds of headaches and uh, they come and go and we have medication treatments and diet treatments and lifestyle treatments. But this sounds like something that could be included in a lifestyle, you know, modification, uh, sort of treatment plan, you know, it may or may not, all these things may or may not work independently, right? But sometimes if you get enough sleep and stop eating the things that are triggering your headaches and improve your relationships, and right, there's a lot of things that can sort of uh, ease, uh, ease up those uh, headaches. Uh, um, are there any other sort of neurologic conditions? We're talking about dementia or stroke or Parkinson's or multiple sclerosis. Do you ever see people with sort of these kind of, you know, traditional diseases? Um, is that something that comes to you? It does. Yeah. And again, I think once you get into the neurological stuff, it is becoming a fairly large issue. You know, the brain is a very delicate space. Um, so I would... Um, I actually have somebody in the membership um, who who does self acupressure in my online group, and she just found out she has a cyst in her in her brain. So she comes to the membership to work on the points that help her with her insomnia because she's stressed about it a lot and she's worrying. And if she does get a headache, you know, she pushes those pressure points and it does soften. It does help. But for something like that, you're going to need, like you said, like a whole team of, of lifestyle changes and professionals to help with a, a problem that large. So let, let's just return for a moment to acupuncture versus acupressure. Anyway, I've got all these problems, you know, headaches and stress and pain in my back and, uh, no, you know, no... Uh, luckily, no reproductive issues. But, uh, <laughs> you know, what... How do I decide, gee, should I go to the acupuncturist? Should I go to the acu 
pressurist? Does it matter? What do you think? I think there's a few factors. So one would be what I do is very touchy feely and I'm going, it's very intimate where I am going into your subconscious per se, and I'm touching parts of your, of your body. So, um, there, there is people who just don't want to be touched. Right. And so I'd say acupuncture is a great option for you. And also I remember I had this one, it was a, an it client, this big man, and I was working on him. And I said, it feels like there's somebody in your life who means a lot to you that you're really having a hard time expressing your heart feelings to, and they're not really understanding how much you love them. And it's really hard on your heart. And he <laughs> opens his eyes. He looks up at me. He's like, you can tell all that by doing this. And I said, yes. He's like, please um, get out of my head. <laughs> and he <laughs> wanted me to stop. And I found it comical. I was like, okay. And it's just like, that's that kind of person, right? He just wants to be have something done to him to feel good, but not necessarily go in and do that deep work. I would say that's also somebody I don't really want to work with because that's not my expertise, but also somebody who go to an acupuncturist and get that stuff moving without having to kind of be fully immersed or involved on with himself. He kind of saw saw you like a scotch, you know, just <laughs> make it go away. It's right. Yeah. <laughs> make me feel yeah. better. I mean, the whole fix it mentality is, you know, is frowned upon in any medical profession because it does take them putting in their own work, you know, like you said, diet changes and having conversations that are hard with people that they care about and moving their bodies regularly and stuff like that. Right. I, I enjoy our discussion because one of my sort of uh, interests is what, what we call the, particularly psychiatrists, the therapeutic alliance mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm here to help, but we're working on this. It's an alliance that we are a team to help you with your problem. And acupressure seems to sort of fit very nicely uh, there. And I think the, you know, rather than have the patient, you know, lying on the couch on the other side of the room, you know, you're sort of uh, communing with the patient with your fingertips. Uh, that's pretty cool. So if somebody, it sounds like you're kind of at the ends of the earth there on uh, Vancouver Island. It's a, that's as far west as you can get. But if somebody's in your region and they want to see you, how do they find you? Um, my website's the best way, kylaplaxton.com. I'm also Kyla Plaxton on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and, you know, personally message me on any of those platforms is great. And um, yeah, I'm not that hard to get a hold of. And Kyla and Plaxton is, is, is not a common name. <laughs> I want to thank you very much for uh, joining me on the Art of Medicine. This has been great. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Wilner. Have a really great day. This program is hosted, edited, and produced by Andrew Wilner, MD, FACP, FAAN. Guests receive no financial compensation for their appearance on the art of medicine. Andrew Wilner, MD, is Associate Professor of Neurology at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center, Memphis, Tennessee. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on this program belong solely to Dr. Wilner and his guests and not necessarily to their employers, organizations, or other group or individual. While this program intends to be informative, it is meant for entertainment purposes only. The Art of Medicine does not offer professional financial, legal, or medical advice. 
Dr. Wilner and his guests assume no responsibility or liability for any damages, financial or otherwise, that arise in connection with consuming this program's content. Thanks for watching. For more episodes of The Art of Medicine, please subscribe www.andrewwilner.com.